Blog Talk Radio. Did you know that elders and others are losing their rights to liberty and property? Anyone can petition a court to have a person deemed incapacitated. What if that person is you? The adult guardianship system was created to protect incompetent people and their assets. A court-appointed guardian, sometimes a total stranger, can force you into a nursing home and sell your home to pay for services. Treasured belongings can disappear as you are drugged and isolated from loved ones. Why does this happen? Unfortunately, the courts don't have the funding to supervise and audit cases. A guardian makes all decisions decisions on your behalf, taking control of your assets with little accountability. The potential for abuse is frightening. Luckily, not all guardians exploit those under their care, but when they do, there's really nowhere to go for help. The National Association to Stop Guardian Abuse, NASCA, is working to reform adult guardianship to return it to its once noble purpose of protecting the human rights to life, liberty, and property and ending financial exploitation of assets. Are you or your loved ones protected? To learn more, visit StopGuardianAbuse.org. Good evening, everyone. This is Marty Oakley of PPJ Gazette Online. This is the TS Radio Network. And tonight is in the mix with me and co-hosting is Cos Scape. Uh, we've got Hello. a spectacular guest. <laughs> we've got a spectacular guest returning, and we're going to have her on in just a few minutes. Um, I wanted to tell, let everyone know these shows are... Uh, produced in coordination with Marcel Reed and the Whistleblower Summit. It'll take place um, July 26th, I believe it is, through August 2nd this year. It will be on Zoom because of this fake virus thing. But it's already looking to be a monster, monster event. Um, This thing has grown and gotten so big. And uh, so we'll be, of course, participating in that. And I'm not sure what day our panel will be on, but I will let you know as we move through this. Um, it, you're going to get to see us all live, as always. <laughs> we'll just so be on exciting. your screen. And yes, it is. And uh, it's just, ooh, I don't know, because, uh, you know, so much is going on across the states, uh, especially since yeah. that movie came out. And oh, yeah. we have... So many, uh, you know, issues going on at one time. Now I'm going to be gone this whole next week. Um, I got a lot of meetings scheduled and a lot of things to do, and we'll be leaving from here early in the morning so I can make everything on time. But anyway, um, we'll be back the following week, and I'll be keeping up with everybody, you know, while I'm gone. So um, there's, I. I see things surfacing. They're bringing out old stuff, old stories, uh, attacking people. You know, uh, Lisa Belanger, of course, still under fire. And I, I'm still trying to get over that letter those attorneys and that big, huge law firm sent her absolutely gloating over the fact that they had gotten her sanctioned and taunting her about, you probably, since you were sanctioned, you probably don't have the money to pay our fees. And here's these fees. One attorney's fees is over 300000 And the only time mm. Lisa was ever in court over the Sanovich case was one time, and he wanted her, he had called her and wanted her to be his attorney. They went to court. The judge said, no, they were out of there in 10 minutes. And supposedly, and you know how these attorneys are, they tapped mm-hmm. that estate, his estate, for them showing up there, but now they're after Lisa. For it comes That's up so nearly long. to half a million dollars, and they talk about. But we noticed, uh, you know, from your father's estate, you stand to get a sizable inheritance, so we'll just take that. And this mm-hmm. was all approved by a judge. 
Now, I don't know how twisted this mess has to get before somebody stands up and says, hold on a minute. But it's it's getting worse. Anyway, um, we've got a lot we want to cover tonight. Before we get there, because um, I believe you are going to do the hog report. I, mean, I got so many nice comments about the hog report in my private messenger. So today's hog report is there are now um i was doing a little googling and all you got to do is google glory hog it's actually like a google word now like there's things out there so i was googling and i found that there's a preacher and he actually did a whole sermon on glory hogs that's how that's what the sermon says so i'm like whoa this is good so now they're talking about glory hogs (laughs) in church so here is what the whole, the whole gist of this is, and as I read it, I'm like, yeah, this is really true. So you know that we as humans should have humility, and a glory hog does not have humility. And when you really think about that, like, I mean, whether you go to church or not, like, just think about, like, a person who doesn't have humility. Like, just how, what, a, what an awful person that is. And the whole gist of this whole sermon that I read online, and anyone can just, you know, Google it and read it, it was like, you know, the whole thing was just about the lack of humility in a glory hog. And when you're really thinking about taking credit for other people's work, sabotaging people when they're on to them, I mean, it really is a topic that is, I feel, like preacher worthy because people need to be warned. Some, you know, people go to church and they have to be yes. warned about the evils of the world. And the fact that the glory hog has been, you know, has brought attention to themselves, that there's, preach, there's sermons about the, you know, the evils of a glory hog. And the, and the word was like the lack of humility. And I never really thought about yes. a glory hog that way as just lacking humility. I mean, mm-hmm. imagine like, you know, Marty, when people give you accolades, like you are like the humble, like just like how you're like, oh, no, no, and you're always, you know, it's not just me. It's, you know, and always like sharing the um, the praise and not wanting to take credit. And it's just that humble. And that's what you are, Marty. I just have to like say that about you, that you are just so humble and just always wanting to teach others. But a glory hog is not like that at all. And it's so hard to like fathom that they want all the attention. They want all the credit. They want just everything. And so it's just another warning thing. Like when you start to see I'm like, I'm the top leader or I'm the top advocate or me, 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 they sing that song, me, 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 me. It's glory hog. You know, I should be doing this and I should be doing that. And, I heard there's a glory hog out there that thinks they should be the head of NASA or something like that. Like, are you, like, (laughs) okay. I mean, when you think that you want to take down the people who have been working for all that year just because they've, you know, it's because someone else built up the number one, the number one, like nonprofit in this whole movement. I mean, just right. go to the website and look at the content at that website. Oh my gosh. And that you want to like, like step in and then you be the, you know, the head of it or whatever. Oh my gosh. It's just, there's no humility. And so that's really no. is the lesson today is, you know, we've talked about the levels of and the degrees of glory hog, but that 
at all levels, at all three levels, the Glory Hogs' lack of humility. I mean, I'm going to guess, Marty, that there would be a Glory Hog out there that wouldn't want you to be at the Whistleblower Summit, and they would want to take your place. I bet you that that Glory Hog exists well, somewhere. Well, that's given. Yeah, that's Do you think that? They every year have, yeah. Why, every year really? they have attacked the summit oh. committee trying to get me out of there. Really? Yeah. Because oh, they're so gosh. important. And, uh, if it wasn't for and, them, the whole world would have stopped turning. And, you know, they make claims about things that they've done, you know, that never happened. <laughs> they make claims about having degrees that they never got. Uh, it's it's really quite pathetic. And uh, Oh, my gosh. I, yeah, so... I was just doing it's hypothetical. Just, I didn't know that was like a real thing. I'm like, really? Oh, yeah. The Glory Hog? Yeah. Oh, my oh, yeah. goodness. There, soon there'll year. be a Glory yeah. Hog Summit. A Glory Hog, that's the yeah. Glory Hog Summit. And they'll all be, oh, my and gosh. That each other's be... heads off. Try to beat it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. That's well, crazy. Um, I have a quick update on yeah. Alaska. <laughs> I got, a, I ha, I got a call from Cindy. I got an update on Alaska. So okay. I got a call from Cindy, and they've, you know, of course they've been prolonging all this stuff because of COVID, and they, and that's how a lot of them are, like, not going to court and not going to court. And this is probably the biggest estate battle. Like, how many millions is it? Or is it a billion? I don't know. It's, it's so yeah, much. There's a lot of money. Four, I thought. Yeah. yeah, and so it sounds like, they are finally going to go to court, and Glory Hogs stay away. They have been warned, and there it sounds like the case is going to be going to court soon. And it's just so much drama up there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. I just it really I is. And to drag it on and on and on and use COVID. Oh, we're gonna, you know, we can't go to court. So anyway, we yeah. hope to have Cindy on the show and have an update. You know, in the next few months here. Yep. Hopefully. Hopefully. So everyone who's we'll been, yeah, everyone who's been. Well, I told Cindy if they story. wrote them into one of those Zoom court hearings to tape it, because um, as Peggy's going to talk about tonight, they are sealing all these guardianship cases, so you can't see the corruption for yourself and know what's going mm-hmm. on. Actually, so. We'll be doing that. But anything else? Well, I'm sure Cindy's listening, so she'll be excited to hear about yeah. the Zoom call, because that would be amazing. There you go. Yeah, and be sure and tape it. And um, Okay. How, okay and how many, oinks do I get, how many oinks do I get for my, my up my going home? <laughs> <laughs> There you go. (laughs) All right. I got my points. Thank you. Okay. Yep. Thank you, Cos. Our guest tonight is Peggy Dupree. She's been on with us previously, and she's a fireball. (laughs) She is. She is. And um, the Peggy, uh, her son was taken in a guardianship, and she, for years, has not seen him. Um, He... She doesn't know where he is. They won't tell her where he is or anything about him. And so she's been fighting a massive battle just to try and get access to her son and to also affect changes in this system. 
instead I'm going to bring Peggy on. Peggy, are you cooked up there? Good evening. Thanks, Marty and Cuz, for having us on tonight. We appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate coming. you coming. We have a lot yeah. to go over tonight uh, about the Florida guardianship laws that's taking place. And uh, I'm just going to briefly go in a little bit about uh, my son is a North Carolina resident, and he was taken from North Carolina and put into a Florida guardianship and in Florida for retaliation that I had filed a uh, complaint against a doctor that had put him in a hospital, basically kidnapped to put him in the hospital, didn't have a court order, warrant, or affidavit, Baker Act, and he went into the system. That's how he went into the system. Well, he used his, his wife as a judge. I can't say where, but she used her to be able to conceal everything, to make it look all official and legal to their court system. So when I went to the law enforcement, they said everything was legal. But it wasn't legal because he wasn't a resident there. He didn't qualify for guardianship, and uh, that's how they concealed everything. So as I started investigating, it's taken me several years to try to figure out how they've done all of this. I filed a whistleblower because I used to be a former DCF social worker, so I know a lot about policies and procedures with DCF. So I immediately started looking and, and uh, investigating myself because law enforcement there didn't seem to be interested in uh, the kidnapping. So I started investigating them to try to get to the bottom of why they were not doing their jobs that they're uphold to do. So as I started discovering what was actually happening, uh, I filed a whistleblower. And since I had filed a whistleblower, I've been getting a lot of retaliations, a lot of uh, death threats, um, men coming to my home every night for the last two weeks. Wow telling me I need to stop this, um, flashing blue lights in my uh, window, lights in my window constantly, a scare tactic to deprive me of sleep yes. so they can come in. This is a tactic they use to um, to deprive people of the sleep before they call DCF in to investigate. Uh, so they have new laws in effect, and I want to go into these new laws, and these are going to be federal laws, so please, just because... I'm giving you a Florida legislation. That does not mean it's not happening in your state. You're going to have to research it because DCF, Children and Family, is a federal program. So this is all over the United States. This is happening. Um, what they have done, they've come up with a clever way to be able to conceal um, these crimes, these federal and state crimes through uh, Department of Children and Family. Department of Children and Family, a lot of people don't know this, Marty, but they are the ones over guardianship in the United States, Department of Children and Family are. So what they do is they evaluate cases and they see, okay, when a complaint comes in, like mine, for instance, comes in, they will sit and study this case and try to figure out how they can write laws to be able to, um, to get by with the crimes they committed. Well, this Senate Bill 994 and this Senate Bill 1010 and this new uh, Senate Bill CSSB 1920 I can prove that these bills affected my case and other Florida victims' case that filed complaints. They went in and they, they came up with a way. How can we uh, camouflage these federal crimes that these public officials knowingly and willfully committed? So they went in with a subcommittee, and they, uh, they, they designed a plan through the DCF. They didn't go through a senator to go through the legislation. 
This they did this through the subcommittee, Smarty. So what they do is they go to the subcommittees and they write their own proposal. So what they've done with these Florida guardianships is they did like non-disclosures with uh, civil and criminal. So anytime they uh, allege a ward has committed a crime, it's going to go through that civil and criminal procedures. And it's going to go through the DCF non-disclosure, which means you can't get that information. You cannot uh, see uh, the evidence. That person doesn't get a jury trial because, remember, in guardianship, there's no jury trial. They came up with brilliant ways to defraud these victims and to keep it all concealed from the public. So look up the bill SBCB 1920. It is Appropriations Subcommittee on Criminal and Civil Justice. And they got that approved April the 7th, uh, 2021, and it was approved by Governor Ron DeSando in the state of Florida. And it's under the title XL111, and it's a domestic violence uh, clause, and that is how they're able to conceal these criminal activities these public officials are committing so no one can detect it. And they went a little bit further because we started getting a little bit too smart for them, so they had to come up with something called the uh, the Florida Court e-file portables access security matrix affected because remember I work for the state I know as much as they know they got scared of me so they started that June the 9th 2021 so what that means is only the court only the uh, appointed attorney on file can look at that particular case now so far I've been checking for the last 24 hours they haven't sealed it yet I'm wondering I don't know what's going on there but they will be sealing that soon because I got notice of that. Only the attorney on file will be able to look at the docket. And that's fair. And then you have to pay for an attorney to look at it. Say the attorney dies or something, you're going to have to pay for an attorney to even access your own files because you no longer have the rights to access that through this matrix porter. They, they just got approved by the state of Florida. And with this 994 Senate bill and this Senate bill uh, 1010, what they've done is say they harm the, the victim. Say the victim died of an overdose. Well, uh, through this endorsement that uh, Senator Kathleen Passone passed, uh, Senate Bill 994, what is happening is once they appoint a guardian, they can immediately petition the courts to cremate the body so there's no evidence of any uh, traces of harm done to that victim. So they're coming up with clever ways on how they can protect themselves from liabilities, harming these people under the guardianship programs in the state of Florida. And this DCF uh, is a federal program, so please start researching your state and look under, because they have it, it's not going to be under the, uh, the legislation senators, Senate bills. You're going to have to look under the subcommittee of the Criminal and Civil Justice Department bills, because they have it hidden it under there. So that's very oh, wow. scary. Yeah. If wow. you have any questions, let me know, uh, Marty. Yeah, I just, what I'm trying to figure out is, so this came out of the federal government, actually. Uh, wait a second. The, the, the Senate bill, SCCB 1920, came from the federal, because that's from uh, the DCF, so that's correct. Okay. Gee. And they they know how crooked it is, or they wouldn't be carrying on so hard trying to get, close it up so mm-hmm. you can't get into it. Uh, how anybody could be denied a right to look at their own file? Um, well, you, that you, means no, anybody no, could write any. 
Go ahead. What they're doing, what they're doing is they're they're making it look like they're not denying you. You just have to go to the attorney on record to review those files. Now that attorney could say, you know, I, I'm not. He he could he could deny you your whole access because you have to get permission through him. Yeah. There's a lot of little loopholes still. I'm trying to get the 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 information, but that's what right. I've gotten so far is that it's called the Florida Court e-filing portable asset security matrix. It's called. So you can look that up. Wow. And so and that'll and, seal up guardianship cases. Yeah, go well, ahead. Yes, and you can only do that through attorney on record. So which means the way I'm reading it, say I have a say the attorney on record I file a complaint against, right? Well, say I go and re- retain another attorney. Does that mean that attorney can't see what the other attorney uh, uh, did? It's a yeah. lot of loopholes here and gray that scares me because there's not clarifying. Yeah. If they're going to close that, they don't clarify that. So that's something that I'm going to be that's writing a letter and asking. Uh, they always do this, and then they leave it open to interpretation, and that way each judge that comes into play on this yeah, can say, well, the way I interpreted the law, because there is no clarification, nothing was made clear, this is intentional. That way they can it control is. absolutely everything that comes in front of them regarding your case. And what yep. they're doing with these guardianships is uh, the way they're – see, by law, they're supposed to notify the next of kin. Well, now they come up with another way to, to bypass that. And what they're doing with this uh, Senate Bill uh, CSCB 1920, and it's through the Criminal and uh, Civil Justice Department through the DCF, is they go through the Title XL111 Domestic Relations where they claim – Say they're saying that you are the abuser, so they don't have to notify you, and then they put that word under protective uh, custody, so you don't get no hearings anymore. So they've concealed it, so you don't know what happened to your loved one. And then, like, say they do an overdose and that person ends up dead, you don't do an autopsy because now the court has now approved appointed attorney, no, appointed a guardian, excuse me, uh, to be able to petition the court to cremate the body. So they, they have really come up with a clever way to conceal their uh, misconduct and to do it legally mm-hmm. so you can't go back and you can't sue them because they have laws now protecting them yeah. from liability. Gee, many Christmas. So this is disgusting. disgusting. And now through, the, uh, now through this bill, let me explain something, how serious this is, because it's federal. DCF is a federal program. They have a non-disclosure under that title that you can't get documentation because now they sealed it up. So, like, say you, you're in a lawsuit and you're asking for depositions. They don't have to do that and give that to you because they're protected under that law. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yes. Cause huh. you got anything to say? Yeah. I I mean, Go ahead. all... All that all that I'm thinking about is a young girl named Grace Packer right now, and uh, I don't know. I'll just like recap the story real quick. It was out of Montgomery County, Pennsylvania. She was taken from her family. I think their crime was being poor, and it was a uh, person in child that worked for you know for um, child protective custody or whatever that adopted her, and then they like sexually abused her and murdered her, and then. Oh God! They yeah, it's it's a terrible story. And then what happened was the grandparents of 
the um, so then she has like the biological <laughs> grandparents and the adopted grandparents. Well, the adopted grandparents like were the parents of the killers, but then oh, they had to make sure to because they didn't want to get sued for you know letting these employees of child protective services and there was um, felony charges and and this couple went to jail so. It wasn't any, I mean, they were found guilty of the of the crime. Well, Montgomery County had to, you know, cover their butt and make sure not to get sued. So it was some of these guardian attorneys representing the uh, um, adoptive grandparents because whoever the executive is gets to sue, you know, for everything. And the uh-huh. bio- they made sure that the biological grandparents had no rights and they, and they gave them to these adopted grandparents. Oh so that God. they could make sure it's, I mean, and so that's all I could sit there and think about. And this 14 year old girl is dead. And that was some real good child protective custody for her. Wasn't it? She's oh really my God. Well, that's it's disgusting. Just, it's, it's one of the most disgusting stories I've ever, I've ever heard. And I, um, they, and they actually like, that was her, they changed her name and what the real name I think was like Susan something. But it's the Grace Packer story, and it made it all, if you can Google it, it made it all over the newspapers up there in the Philadelphia area. And, uh-huh. you know, I'm sure they didn't clean up their act, but why, why, what kind of people are working for child protective custody that you, like, kill 14-year-olds that are, that you just yeah. adopted? It's disgusting. But well, there's money in it. It is disgusting. There's money in it. And there's an underground... Uh, way they're making money from these people, and they're targeting the youth, not just the senior citizens, where they can take a good right. organ. And and with all these new bills being passed, it's going to protect the state and these doctors. They're performing surgeries and taking organs from these wards and selling yes. them and stuff on the uh, black yes. market. And there's no way family members can, uh, you know, do autopsy because remember they just passed that new bill. Senator Kathleen Pasadena passed the 994 in the 1010, which she gave, uh, wrote legislation to make sure these public fi- officials were protected uh, from being yep. exposed with these bills, where if they get appointed, the, um, if they harvest the organ immediately, that uh, guardian will petition the state to go ahead and cremate so there's no evidence left. So. You can't go to the right. FBI. You can't go to law enforcement because they, they've created this system now that protects herself. So when they do harvest the organ, uh, it can't be detected. Well, let yeah. me tell you, we and, had a Dr. Burns on here a few years ago on the hospice show talking specifically about organ harvesting. He said that they have totally debunked this thing long ago about brain death. And he said when they harvest organs – the patient is alive. He said they do the same, them the same way they do prisoners who are being executed. They're not given an anesthetic because that destroys the viability of the organ, but they're given a paralytic so that they can't cry out, they can't move or anything, and they are eviscerated alive. And he yeah. said anybody, he said I, as a young man, he said I thought I would, you know, see what this was about. He said I was able to get through one. He said, never again. He said, the man cried out. His arm flew up in the air, and he said, we were gutting him. And uh, But this, I just read this, too. And then the Anatomical Gift Act 
says that anybody that doesn't have a specific, I don't want to be an organ donor, and even then they can override that a lot of times. And even if you mark on your driver's license that you don't want to be or that you do, let me, I think it's that you do want to be an organ donor, doesn't give you the option to say no. Uh, you have to fill out a special form at the DMV saying you, you do not want to be an organ donor. Otherwise, you are. And um, Trump signed that executive order making everyone an organ donor, whether they want to be one or not. And he said there's too many that. people needing Terrible. organs. Yeah. And um, so he, you know, he signed this. So we're all potential organ donors. But bear in mind, like I say, when they're talking about organs, they're talking about harvesting them from a live individual, a live human being. And then we had that uh, Barry Taubon. He was on CBS when they had that whistleblower show, and I had interviewed him afterwards. He was that mortician from there in Alabama. And uh, Barry had noticed, been in the business 30 years, I think, that a lot of the people he was preparing for funeral were missing things like bone and tendon and stuff like this in here before he ever got them. The people that owned the mortuary were having these things stripped from the body, and they were selling them. No, They didn't get anybody's permission, nothing. They just did it. And this got to the FBI. They interviewed him. They took this place to court and got a, I think it was 50-some million dollars refund on money that this mortuary had been paid. And then, of course, Barry was supposed to have gotten a percentage, which I think was like it's 3%, but he was supposed to get something like $1.4 million. He's never seen a dime. And the attorneys take everything. And then in most whistleblower cases, even if there is a cash award, it is a rare thing that anybody ever sees that money. There's no evidence in most cases that it's ever even paid except for what's siphoned off by the attorneys. And now they're taxing them. Even if, let's say, they, uh, you got a whistleblower award of $10 million. And you may have not got a dime of it. The IRS is now going to come after you for taxes on that $10 million. This is how the final retaliation for you blowing the whistle. And um, mm. so this is a wicked circle that we're running in here. But uh, when it gets into this you know, organ harvesting and stuff, honest God, my skin crawls. It's, I mean, and then when I think about, like, the, the um, child trafficking – and we all know it used to be a conspiracy theory that this pedophile island mm-hmm. existed. And now we all yeah. know Jeffrey Epstein and the presidents and all these big people yeah. that were out there. Um, where were they getting all these kids? Now, is that just a conspiracy that they, they were, like, using uh, Child Protective Services to get these kids out on the pedophile island? No. And, you know, well, you know, they're – No. And then well, – Some years ago well, – Oh, I'm sorry, Cos. Go ahead. Well, the other thing is, is like if everyone thinks that it's over because Jeffrey Epstein is, is you know, possibly dead, there's always another one. When you cut the Hydra's head off, another yeah. one comes. There's someone else running this yep. ring with, cause yes. with the, and all these political people needing to do this sick yeah. stuff. Well, and that years ago, some years back, it hasn't been all that long, maybe eight years there was a hearing in front of the Senate committee. Well, it had to been longer than that because Ted Kennedy was heading up the Senate subcommittee on this and about missing children in this country. And 
this man from the CIA said, oh, he said, fully half the kids that go missing in this country every year, we take them. And Kennedy about blew apart. He said, what the hell are you talking about? He said, oh, we do. He said, a lot of them, he said, like up in Times Square. He said, we get a lot of kids up there, and then they ship them to off at Air Force Base, and they're farmed out from there. And he said, but he said, we're performing a public service. He said, because if we take them, he said, we put them to good use. He said, if we leave them out there, they're just a drag on society. He said, we're actually doing you a favor. But it's, it, and I honestly believe this, most of the trafficking is through government agencies. And it Peggy, is. what you're talking about. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, one of the reasons I did a whistleblower is because these public officials in the state of Florida, I can't say which county, claimed that I filed five lawsuits. And then they uh, was able to block me as a vexatious litigant, they claimed. So I had to file um, a whistleblower. I really didn't want to file a whistleblower because I needed the public to know this is happening to millions of Florida uh, victims. But they forced me uh-huh. under these uh, whistleblowers, officials. The Federal Bureau of Investigation knows who these judges, attorneys, senators are that is harming and killing the words and human sex trafficking, human harvesting them. And uh, I just pray they do their job and get some indictments. So far, we haven't seen any indictments. All we have seen so far is retaliation and threats on my life. And the other two victims that reported this was brave enough to go with me and report the killings and the human sex trafficking and the um, uh, human laboring to the proper authorities. Instead of doing indictments, these people are liquidating their estate. And every night I get death threats to stop talking about these public officials. And uh, that's why I thought it was important to come on tonight to educate the public. This is real. This can happen to anyone, and it will happen because these laws are designed. It does not matter if you're wealthy. It does not matter if you're the poorest person. There's always money to be made either way. Remember that. And through these new laws that the senators have designed, it will protect these public officials from being detected, and you cannot stop this. As long as these guardianships are up and running, you cannot stop this. Now, I had a good friend, uh, Senator uh, Schaefer, Nancy Schaefer. She tried to do the ethical thing, Christian thing, and go to Congress. And she tried. She had over 300 FBI investigators investigating the state of Florida and the state of Georgia about these these, uh, DCF, Children and Family Protective Services. She came back, and her findings to Congress was to shut it down because it's a racketeering ring, and it's going to harm uh, not only the state of Florida and Georgia, but she believed it's still trading through nationwide, and that she asked them to close it down. It was a danger to the public. It's still running after her findings and after her evidence to Congress. It's still running. It's it's mind-blowing that all the – FBI surveillance and evidence, Congress could care less about your family. And did well, you want to tell the listeners what happened to Nancy Schaefer, how she died? And what happened to Nancy Schaefer, she had, she had security guards. She was murdered. This is not her husband. Senators have security. They made the public believe that her husband had killed her. Her husband did not kill her. It was a hit. 
because they told Nancy if she did not shut her mouth and stop causing trouble and going to the public and telling the public about uh, DCF was a racketeering and harming the public that uh, she'd regret it. Well, she just thought she would lose her job, which she did. She didn't think she would lose her life for this, but she did lose her life. One of the things I've talked about extensively on other shows is is the fact, and I've talked about it on these shows, the fact that they have commodified us. We are nothing but dollar signs to the government. They buy, sell, and trade That's us it. on every level. That's um, it. We are a commodity. They refer to us as human capital, and it's just like your employer doesn't have a personnel department anymore. It's human services I think that's rather cold-blooded um, because it's dehumanizing. And But this has all gone on, but we are commodities. And just like these elderly people, when we're talking about, you know, them stripping bone and organs, and the cremation today is, uh, oh, these people that had COVID, which they never had, you can't have something that doesn't exist. I'm sorry if that upsets you, but you cannot have something that does not exist. And... But there, there's so much more to this COVID story. But um, they, this is a global culling of the elderly and people who are chronically ill, mostly the elderly. And they hide what they've done to them behind this cremation thing and this excuse that COVID and, you know, this would be a contaminated grave. So we have to – no, you're absolutely right, Peggy. It's to destroy evidence. And going back again, they have commodified us. They are now, 21 states have passed laws to liquefy human remains and use it on agricultural fields as biosludge and for fertilizer. We've got vaccines that are made from aborted fetuses, the diploid cells. And when a vaccine said made from diploid cell, you know, W332, it means they went through 332 Aborted fetuses before they got a successful cell line. Now think about that. They're never going to stop abortion. There's too much money in it. They're selling baby parts. They're, you know, everything I say, they have commodified us. So they're never going to repeal Roe v. Wade. They're never going to stop abortion. Um, And there again, uh, not to get into the political stuff, but I had people screaming that Trump was going to stop abortion. He signed that executive order to stop. No, he took federal funding out of it so that the privatizers, the people they call stakeholders, I hate that word. And these are the people and identified companies, corporations, individuals who have a vested interest in profiting from that activity. And once it is privatized and there's no federal money in it, they're going to kick this aborted baby, baby parts into high gear as if it isn't already, but it's going to be, it's going to be insane. Um, and you won't be able to know anything because of proprietary rights and trade secrets. But And just like elderly people stripping their organs, a lot of it doesn't actually go for organ transplant because of our age. And unless you're somebody like me, I don't drink. So my liver might be usable, you know, something like that. Um, But most of it is going for research and experimentation. And um, we just, like I say, all we are is a dollar sign. And it's just how can they sell us? How can they trade us off? And when they're done with us, how to get rid of us most efficiently? 
that's that's all this has gotten down to, and that's why they're covering all this up. And Peggy, if they are successful, we don't get this stopped. Can you imagine? Can you just imagine the elderly people that are going to be abducted behind this? Because there's no nothing to stop them. Nobody will ever know the crime was well, committed. What I've discovered through these bills, now everyone's a target, and people just until it happens to them, Marty, they just like out of sight, out of mind. They better wake yep. up because it's coming. They're coming mm. for you, and everybody can say this yes. is conspiracy theory. It's not. Get your facts. Go to your legislation. Go to where they hide these new laws because now they realize that we're researching these Senate bills. So now they've came up with another um, way to conceal these um, legislations through the subcommittee through the criminal and civil. So I'm trying to give you guys tools to keep on top of this because this is how they're finding other ways so you can't detect what they're doing. Now, Kath, uh, the Schaefer, Nancy Schaefer, I want to talk a little bit about her. When she went to Congress and she pleaded with them to, to close down DCF because they, it's, a, it's, a, it's a racketeering ring, she told them that it would filtrate into law enforcement, it would filtrate into judges, lawyers, it would, yep. it would start endangering the public. It's a, it's a national security issue. Well, guess what? It's happened. It has yes. happened, folks, and it's going to get worse. Every organization needs to start forming and going to Washington, D.C. I'm not the top that I'm not the leader. I don't care to be the leader, but I would like to go to Washington, D.C. Um, our U.S. Guardianship Task Force that me and Karen and Betty Gosdell and Karen Federici uh, started, let me tell you a little bit of something. that uh, uh, R.S. has been trying to close us down because they keep telling me to shut my mouth. Uh, because what uh-huh. I'm discovering, I'm telling people. So right now I'm fighting the RAS because they want to shut the business down because they said I did not fall in time. On March of 15th, the country was uh, shut down in 2020 for this coronavirus. I could not yes. get to my accountant. Well, the president, he did executive order to extend that until like, I think it was June the 15th. Don't quote me, it's June. Well, they said I was three days late, so they're charging me thousands and thousands of dollars of penalties. They're breaking their own uh, laws and not listening to what the president uh, signed executive order. The IRS is it. So they have to shut me down because I know too much. But guess what? That won't shut me down. I'll continue talking and finding other ways to do this. Yep. So, uh, well, go, go ahead. Go. And then – what has happened since I started being vocal about the um, human sex trafficking and these guardianships and, and, uh, and uh, I can't say the county, but in Florida, uh, a mayor has come forth, and what she had did was a task force just like Senator uh, Schaefer did because she thought she had some kind of pull and that she could bring down the same people that I saw complaints against committing human sex trafficking, human organ harvesting. And she thought she would she confined in these public officials, and she thought she could trust and to do evidence to get enough to bring these people down. Well, now the same the law has threatened her in the state of Florida that if she doesn't shut her mouth, they're going to charge her with a felony charge because they know that if she comes forth and she's successful, that's going to help my case and Betty Gosnell's case and Karen Fetter's case of what they're really doing in these guardianships in the state of Florida. So now they threaten mm-hmm. the mayor to shut her down. So 
this is what happens when people try to expose. They're using our taxpayers to abuse us with, that we pay them. They're violating criminal laws and then writing laws to protect yourself. We're in a danger era in this country, and I do believe we're in a civil war. Um, I have farmers. I have friends that own thousands of acres, and they're telling me that the government is going to give them subsidized for their um, their uh, funds for the agriculture, but they're telling them to destroy the food. You might think, what does this have to do with guardianship? It has everything to do with guardianship. They're trying to control us, make us unhealthy, make us have mental breakdowns. Yep. It all is a food yep. chain, the way the system works, so pay attention. Start doing your gardens. Please listen. Do your gardens. Start stocking up on your food. This uh, cyber attack is just another way to hack up prices to starve us out, folks. Start paying attention. This is not conspiracy theory. These are facts. Yes. And that's the thing, too. See, every time you say something that somebody doesn't want to hear, they start screaming fake news, fake news, or you know, conspiracy theory. Uh, in writing, what I found, and I was taught this by the editor at the St. Cloud Times when I first started writing a uh, column, and he said, always document your work, Marty. And he said, it makes it hard for people to argue against you, and he was absolutely right. So different articles I've written on different topics, I always link it to the government action, legislation, rule, regulation, federal register, That's whatever what it is. And Yes, and then people, you know, get angry. And I, for a while, Peggy, I couldn't figure out, why are you so angry? And a good friend of mine from D.C. said to me, because as long as there was no evidence, they could scream conspiracy theorists, oh, you're crazy, you're just a whack job. But you documented everything. And when people are presented with the knowledge, they can't fall back and be apathetic. He's, they're required. You know, human nature requires them to get up and do something, and they don't want to do that. And that's what they get angry about. And I think I think she's right. And it just, it, but it, like all this documentation, the the worst part of the net for the government is that they used to be able to do all kinds of crap. Uh, use the Gulf of Tonkin. Uh, where that ship was supposed to have been attacked by Egypt, and then they said, oh, no, it was Vietnam, which started the Vietnamese War. It never happened. It never happened. But Johnson's intent was he was going to use that as an excuse to to nuke Egypt and take over Mideast oil. Well, several countries came up and said, wait a minute, no, Egypt didn't do this. And then somebody said, we have seen no signs of any attack. So they said, oh, it was Vietnam. Uh, Vietnam was so poor and is so poor today, and the country is destroyed because of Agent Orange. People over there are deathly sick. And all these years later, it has a 200-year half-life before it even begins to break down. And we went after Vietnam, and that's what started that whole fiasco. But there have been numerous occasions like this where they, they do something like this, and today we've got this fake virus. And they keep getting caught in one fallacy after another. And there's people that, you know, if you don't believe there's a virus, then unfriend me. Hey, no problem, because you are just too ignorant for me to talk to. And But that's somebody who has not done any of the research, it read anything from the CDC, the FDA. They contradict themselves continually and constantly. And there is no there there. But we have lost an estimated 70,000 elderly people. 
and they all die in nursing of. homes or hospitals. Yeah, that you know of, exactly. They all die in nursing homes or the hospital. If this virus was anything like they claimed it was, people would be dropping in the street. But that has well, not happened. I would like to find out what's in it because every single one of my family members that's taken the coronavirus vaccine has died. Now, you explain to me how everybody could die from taking that. There's something in it that's very dangerous that they're not telling the public. Well, AstraZeneca admitted that it is not actually a vaccine. Um, They called it a vaccine so they could get that total immunity and protection from lawsuit. It is actually gene therapy. They're altering your DNA, and they're sending in what's called messenger RNA, which gets in your body and spreads like a virus. And unfortunately, a lot of people's body is rejecting it, and they usually end up dying. And But this is what it is. And AstraZeneca said, look at it like an onboard operating system for your computer. And it will track you, uh, keep track of all your body rhythms and what's going on. Uh, They'll know everywhere you go. They'll have all your medical files, all your education, work records, everything, everything. I talked to to a medical expert, uh, Marty, and she tried to go public to Washington, D.C. and tell them there's some kind of way they're doing it with an ID. It identifies you. And she says they're all offering the DNA, and it's not – they're making the public think it's designed for one thing, but it's uh, designed for something totally different. And it's very dangerous to take, and uh, she doesn't recommend people taking it. They threatened this doctor, 400 other doctors that she got uh, together with, and the government told them, 400 doctors, if they did not shut their mouth and quit talking about what this really is, that they would disbar them and they'd make sure they never worked again. So these doctors are trying to go underground and educate the public to plead the people do not take this. It's more like a bioweapon welfare for uh, the government to use against the people. Well, and there's a new agency in D.C. that was set up actually during the Trump administration. And I've got got a report on it, and it's something about the agency to combat hate and, you know, all this stuff and misinformation and disinformation on the web. And, you know, this is a big con job. And here they've got listed every one of Dr. Mercola, Robert Kennedy, um, Judy Mitzvick, I can't say her name, so sorry. Um, But all of these people who've been out in the front screaming, don't take this vaccine, this could kill you. And they all contend that in three to six months, the people that have been vaccinated are going to start dropping like flies. As this virus is what they've put in you, basically, um, spreads. It's going to take a lot of people down. Well, uh, have you seen the, the the videos of people who got the shot and then, like, they took a refrigerator magnet. And on the one arm, like, say they got the shot in the left arm. They put the refrigerator magnet on the right arm. It falls off. I mean, it doesn't do anything. They put it on the left arm over the area where they got the injection, and it's magnetized. I've heard and that, And I've seen people do this, yeah, with forks and spoons and everything else, whatever they have put in there. And then they say, too, they got those uh, uh, syringes with the vaccine in it and squirted it out, and here came a microchip out. And this is, I think, all operational, too. Uh, but this is this is what's called democide, and it's murder by your own government against its own people. And But this is what they're doing. Very and scary. Getting rid of the, 
yes, getting rid of the elderly is paramount. And I've, what I'm seeing, too, is we've got doctors, actually, and you know they're government hacks, coming out and saying that one doctor came out and said, he said, you know, he said, nobody should want to live past 75. There's no reason for it. Well, hey, buddy, you go first. And we've Talk got state after I state. Live as long as I can live. Yeah. There you go. And we got state after state now um, passing euthanasia laws. Um, it's okay now to starve in Connecticut and Wyoming, the, and I think Washington State and Idaho. Uh, you can starve the mentally ill or people with dementia to death because you shouldn't have to take care of them. And, oh, I mean, their mind's gone anyway, so, yeah. So you, you can you can euthanize them. We've got Children's Hospital up in Ontario, Canada. It's a sick children's hospital that got a law passed that they can use euthanize terminally ill children instead of having to treat them and keep them comfortable till they expire on their own. Um, we're doing this everywhere. Hospice in this country used to be, you know, uh, the Good Samaritan Society, and now it is the Grim Reaper, and under Obamacare, food and water were redefined to be medical treatment and not a human right or necessity. So when they call for futility of care, which they'll do immediately given the opportunity, they start withholding food and water. And within four days, the organs start seizing and shutting down. And then they say, oh, they're in pain. You don't want them to suffer, do you? Do you? And one of these serial killer nurses comes in and they start loading them up with what's called a ham sandwich. They think it's funny. Haldol, Ativan, and morphine. And they keep upping it and upping it. And then they say, we can't give them food because they forgot how to swallow. No, they didn't. You drugged them up so bad, the secondary nervous system that causes automatic, you know, reflexive swallowing is deadened. They can't swallow. You drugged them so bad, they cannot swallow. And then the last thing they do is they'll come in. And tell the family they need to leave the room so they can give them a shot because you don't want them in pain, do you? And what they do is roll them up onto their left side, which seriously compromises the heart and the lungs. And then they give them a massive injection of Haldol, Ativan, and morphine. And within 20 minutes to a half hour, they're gone. And they do this every damn day of the week. They got an 11 and a half billion. Yeah, they did it to my sister two years ago, May 31st. They murdered my older sister. Yeah, and, uh, but this is, we've done many, many shows on this. We've gotten threats over those shows. But everybody that comes on them comes with full documentation. But we don't, we don't let anybody on that doesn't have documentation for what happened and who. Uh-oh. I'm sitting like outside here. Speaking. It's almost 100 degrees, and the car went by. But anyway, it just—they um, have been picking us off steadily, but apparently it isn't moving fast enough. And then people said, you know, well, they—they, they, you know, they do care about us because, you know, look at these stimulus checks we got. Yeah, you got a little 600 or 1400 dollars stimulus check. These banks they bailed out got 7.3 trillion. That was all borrowed money to keep these banks afloat who were collapsing because of their own corruption and all these derivatives. And I said to one woman that said, you know, you just won't give them credit for anything they do for us. I said, ma'am, who do you think is going to pay all that money back that they borrowed? And she said, what? I said, who do you think is going to be left holding the bag 
paying all that money back that they borrowed to bail out the banks. What do you think? If dollars just dropped from heaven, they're going to come to you. See, You're going to see, pay we don't it back. have common sense, Marty. That's the problem with this country. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, but I, I told them I said uh, uh, they're, the only reason they're giving you anything at all is to keep you placated, to keep you quiet, to keep you from hitting the streets. And what really makes me mad, Peggy, what really makes me mad is just like here, it's been two or three weeks ago, <laughs> um, was it Italy or Malaysia, one of those countries, millions hit the street protesting these lockdowns, the masks, which, you know, that's a psyop there. there there's no sense in wearing a mask. Um, it's quite detrimental, actually. And um but it also is a sign of compliance and slavery. It goes back, clear back to the Sumerian uh, at the beginning of our recorded history. And But anyone who wore a mask, it was a sign of civil death. You're a slave. Just like your name in all caps, people say, oh, that that's a conspiracy. That's some of that. That is just the, look it up in the law. Don't take my word for it. Your name in all capital letters means that you have suffered a civil death. And you, basically, you have no, no legal capacity. And that's why everything from an administrative court, the name of the court is all capitalized. Your name is all capitalized. And that's when you write him back and say, this person is unknown to me. This is how my name is spelled. You spell it correctly with the capital letter, lowercase. And what that does is notify them you will not be subjected to administrative law. And you, so then what they, happens you when they a, get that? Can you get out of their uh, oh, they would have a, like, well, have a fit? They, see, then at that point, because you've reestablished your identity and your legal capacity, you know, you mm-hmm. didn't let them strip that from you. Because this is a public notice. It's like if you get a, a, a an order from a state-level court, it'll say like the Superior Court of, you know, the state of Tennessee. It's all spelled correctly. Capital letter followed by lowercase. Your mm-hmm. name is spelled correctly. But when it's administrative, it's all in caps. That's a legal symbol. Look it up in Black's Law. It that is, is a legal I did symbol. look that up. So wait, this mm-hmm. is so let's say that they decided, um, today we're gonna guardianize cause and they send me mm-hmm. my, you know, letter to show up or whatever in all capitals and I send uh-huh. them back like I that person is unknown to me. This is who but I yeah. am. Can it like? Can they then yep. leave me alone? So then they can't really guard yeah, me. Leave you alone. You're not put. See, you're oh, not yeah. putting yourself in their jurisdiction. What it is is, um, right. it's um, it's uh, the caps means ownership. So if you look at the state, yep. it's always under uh, caps, and a lot of people don't understand that means uh, government own ownership. Like the word is caps. Have you noticed how the word is caps? Yes. Well, that's ownership. That's you yes. know prisoners of the state. That's why they named the wards uh, in these guardianships because you're actually a prisoner of that state. So it has to be in all caps, yes. the ward's name. So that's correct. So what you do is say, yep. I do not, uh, I do not um, allow, I'm not under your jurisdiction. And you, you don't show up for court. Right. Because as long as you don't show yep. up for court, you don't, you're not under their jurisdiction. Now, they might put a warrant out for your arrest, but, uh, you know, they will do that. They've done that to Karen Federici. Uh, you know, she's working at the hospital. Hell, they said, we're going to steal your trust money, and they kidnapped her, and they did that. Uh, they'll do anything they can to get the money. 
So, right. yeah, yeah, if it's yep. in caps, they can do that. Yep. Yeah, that was and a crazy it, you know, story. She was people. a nurse. And she's, like, coming yeah. home from work, and they nabbed her or something like that. Wasn't it something like that? Well, see, they plotted it uh, weeks and weeks. They plotted it because her, uh, I can't say, her family, let's just say her family for liability persons because she's in lawsuit mm-hmm. as well. Uh, mm-hmm. They decided that they wanted to be greedy and, and take this woman's uh, part of her inheritance. So they came up with a scheme because I'm sure they went to attorney to do that because they couldn't have pulled that off themselves. They explained to mm-hmm. them what to do. Shortly after they got their trust money, they initiated the conspiracy plan to take her, which they fulfilled and took her, ripped her of all her rights, kidnapped this woman, tortured her, uh, psychologically tortured her, uh, physically too, because now she has health issues because of this, and threw her in a guardianship and threw her, locked her in a garage, for God's sake, and uh, just the torture uh, for weeks. In months, and then the judges would laugh at her and stuff and tell her that she talked, they'll put her in jail, just like they would do me. If you speak, Mrs. Dupree, we're going to get you in contempt of court. And I said, Well, I've just notified the FBI what you're doing. This is illegal what you guys are doing. I don't live in, I don't live in that county in Florida. And, you know, they just do whatever they want to do. So, yeah, they said, Are you Peggy uh, Brian Dupree? And it was in caps. I said, I am not in your jurisdiction, and I object to all your legal errors, and I do not waive my rights. If you don't say that, you can't file appeals and leave. You don't say no more to these people when you go to court. Right. Right. That is exactly right. Don't say say anything other than to, you know, reclaim your legal capacity. Um, and make sure you have just... standing to do appeals. Yes. Um, I have yeah. learned too, Marty, that if you don't do what I just yep. said, this is how they're able not to do appeals for people. Say you go and you spend $40,000 for an attorney. An attorney's going to take your money and say, okay, we'll do an appeal. But what they forget to tell you is your former attorney, if they didn't say I object to all the legal uh, and fraud in these cases, and, uh, and I do not um, – I, uh, I do not waive my uh, rights for appeal, then you can't appeal. And all these other attorneys will take the person's money, yes. and then they, fill, they file the appeal with the middle district, and then they, uh, they uh, write their federal, the Supreme Court writes the ruling back. Well, since that attorney did not say, uh, didn't waive their rights at the time of the uh, hearing, we're sorry we can't help you. This is another way to conceal these crimes going. And then you're just stuck in limbo and can't do nothing. You can't get out. And then if you try to take your loved ones, then they, they get a warrant out for your arrest. And if you go to another state, then they get the Federal Bureau, uh, the FBI, to hunt you down like a murderer or something to bring you back. Wow. Well, and that's the thing, yeah. too. You know, you talk about, uh, you know, different people going to, hoping to get protection, hoping to get something. And it's like, I can't tell you the number of families I've dealt with that called the police. And the police said, oh, we can't help you. You need to go to the sheriff. So they went to the sheriff. The sheriff said, oh, I can't do anything. You need to go to the state DOJ. And now, I saw the same statement. Can what? I tell you a little something before you go on? Well, this is what uh, the, uh, I can't even say the county. Lawyers told me not to say nothing about what county said it. We went to the sheriff's department in Florida. We told them about all the federal crimes we're committing with these public officials, right? And you know what the uh, mm-hmm. law said? 
as long as a judge has something on a docket, it's considered a civil action. Do you see how they're able to commit the fraud? Any judge can Mm -hmm. falsify documentation, enter into court, and then, voila, then law enforcement will not investigate because they're saying this is a civil action. You see little tricks these judges and public officials use. Mm -hmm. I don't even live in their, their county, but yet they put me in their county. And so when I went to law to report the kidnapping and missing person, they went straight to the judge, and the judge said, don't pay her no attention. This is a civil issue. And it wasn't a civil issue, even though I showed them tons of proof that I wasn't, showed them everything they needed to know. And even their legal department says, Mrs. Dupree is correct. They still, to this day, have not made arrest. Even their legal department said I was correct, Marty. Wow. But wow. no arrest has been well, made. Well, I, I keep telling people that you're, you're uh, you know, all these state agencies and state actors and employees and everything, one department will not go against the other. They will all no, back each other they up. No, ma'am, No, ma'am. Even though nope, the legal they, department says that nope. the, the crimes were committed, they can't do nothing. Well, if you're the law nope. and you can't do nothing, then we don't have a law. We don't have a system. Right. There you go. And then I, I had both the federal DOJ's office tell me the same thing. The the uh, state's attorney general in Minnesota told me almost word for word. You're operating under the illusion that you think we are here to protect you. We are not. We are here to protect the state from you. Exactly. And I that said, is the from, truth. From me, what? Yeah. And but you can't get. And I had a sheriff, county sheriff, tell me he said we can't go against another state agency. We can't do it. I said can't or won't. He said both. And I said I see. But um, yeah, it's just uh, uh, reestablishing or maintaining your legal capacity, your right to be you, and to retain your rights. You're absolutely right. You have to affirm that. I, I forfeit none of my rights. I retain all rights. And you know, Peggy, we've had people in these probate tribunals that have brought up the Constitution and their rights and and had the judges, the hearing examiner, because they are not judges of the law, had the hearing examiner say, you mentioned the Constitution one more time, I'll put you in jail. And how many cases have we got where people were guardianized, never notified that any such hearing was being held until they showed up at the door of that movie, I Care a Lot, that's exactly mm-hmm. what happened there. Yeah. And just showed up at this woman's door, this woman's door, to inform her, so they can do this. There is no due process in these tribunals. They're not required to. There is no requirement to follow the rules of evidence or the code of civil procedure. Not that that means all that much in, you know, civil or criminal courts. But um, they they don't do any. They do whatever they want to do the way they want to do it. Um, One of the things I have maintained and I'm pushing really hard for is that these law firms and attorneys that are selling um, estate plans supposedly to protect you from guardianship or conservatorship are either lying about what kind of expert they are or they are knowingly selling you a fraud because they know full well that in probate those papers can be struck aside. Knowingly, I can guarantee you they're doing it because – they want a piece of the pie. Now, a lot of people know this, and a lot of people don't know this, but when an attorney is considered an agent on your case, they get so many thousands of dollars per year. Even if they don't even do anything, 
on your case, and it just says for years, say you don't do any petitions or anything, they get so many thousands of dollars a year just having their name on your case. The federal government gives it to them. That's why this uh, guardianship is driven. There's so much money and fraud to be making these guardianships, and they have developed it. The guardianship is one of the – I have discovered, and I have facts. I can't – I did a whistleblower, of course. I I have proven uh, to the FBI that guardianships is trillion-dollar business over narcotics any time of the day. That no way in hell – no way in hell is these senators ever going to write legislation to protect the ward and their families when they're making too much money off of it. It's a very dangerous program, and it needs to be abolished, but I have very little hope it will be abolished because if a senator, Nancy Schaefer, was a senator, and she couldn't bring down a racketeering ring, I sure as hell can't. You know what I'm saying? And she was a senator. It's very scary what we're dealing with. All we can do is educate each other and show the people where to find the facts and, and, and pray that they don't become victims. But I'm afraid it's the way they've designed this, this, uh, this new law in the state of Florida. Now, this Senate bill, the, the Justice Department, this is all over the United States, this DCF subcommittee. And this is very uh, scary for everyone in the United States. They need to read and okay. study. And they're okay. going, the way they're going to be able wow. to get through this is through that domestic relations. So you won't have no jury trial. If you're, if they say that, you know, they were going to send me to a prison down in Miami, they tried to put me in a guardianship about two years ago, and I had to get an attorney because they said, on what grounds are you putting her in prison? Does it, uh, she has the right to get a jury trial. They wasn't even going to give you a jury trial. They're just going to put you in prison. Right. And, you know, it's very scary because I run my mouth and I tell people what's going on. And, uh, yeah, people don't understand how dangerous these guardianships are. And, We've had several senators in the state of Florida that's tried to get the Judicial uh, Commission in uh, Washington to hear the Florida victims in Colorado and Georgia. Multiple uh, advocates groups have contacted these senators with Britney Spears and pleading with them to have a uh, Senate hearing so they can show how dangerous this is. And you haven't heard a word from these people again. It's all concealed well, now. Well, you see they what they did to that. that yeah. Demanding that hearing, <coughs> excuse me, and <coughs> excuse me. And as soon as he came out with this, they came out and accused him of doing stuff with underage girls and everything else sure. from some years back. And everything. Well, if you knew this some years back, why did you wait till now to to speak about it? Mm-hmm. And, and exactly. Yeah. They and I want to point out something, Marty. Found out out there. What? Go ahead. They, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I wanted to point out something. Okay, they let this guy did this. Bull crap. He didn't do it. Because you know why? DOJ has policies and procedures. They only have so many days to have the Federal Bureau of Investigation uh, do their uh, investigation and findings and submit it to the uh, DOJ for the federal state prosecutor to go to the grand jury. So you know that's not true. Well, um, they fabricated this you know, Yeah. Oh, they do it all the time, and I mean, this is we're seeing this in, uh, oh my God, the people that are through DNA and exposure of uh, criminal prosecution, where cases were fabricated, people were strong-armed into saying they were guilty when they weren't beat half to death, 
the hundreds of people are being released that didn't commit the crime. The other side of that is, why aren't you prosecuting the people who fabricated that case? They're not doing because, anything to them. Well, because Marty, if they started doing that, they'd have to prosecute the whole. Uh, I can bring the I can bring down the whole state of Florida. You know, it's 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 all these officials involved. I mean, it's not yeah. just one. When I filed a complaint against a doctor, I thought, you know, you're going to go to jail. I told him, I said, because you you committed Medicaid fraud. If I would have known what I was getting myself into, the dimes, I'd have just paid the extortion, and my son would be with me today. But since I was like one of these ethical, honest person, I'm going to report you in because you're defrauding from taxpayers. That's the worst mistake I ever made because I didn't know he was married to a damn judge. And that is what yeah. turned my life upside down with this this uh, doctor using his wife to take my son. Wow. Mom. Wow. And you still don't no. know where he's at, do you, Peggy? I, I don't know where he's at. We had reporters reporting on it, and uh, they the reporters come to me, and they said the sh- uh, sheriff's department told them that if they did not start running stories on my case and these two other victims' cases, Karen Federici and Betty Gosnell, that they was going to end their lives and put their family members in guardianship. So these reporters that were reporting on our stories look us up that was doing, and I can't name names, the attorney said, but they, they yeah. had to flee for their lives because this is so far deep the corruption is. Like Nancy yeah. Chase yes. said in Congress, it's going to filtrate into all these other agencies if we don't do something today about this. Congress refused yep. to uh, – 300 FBI agents investigated and had so powerful evidence against the Department of Children and Family, but they still today are operating. Ron DeSantos disendorsed him and his wife millions of dollars of federal fund into DCF when this gentleman here refuses, refuses in his administration to allow our organization to come in to show how they're doing it to harm the victims and kill them and hide it. This man does not want our business on record, nor does he want any other advocate uh, groups on record because Hillary Hogue went there and was complaining about the misconducts in these guardianship, and this gentleman did not, wouldn't even look her in the eye, professional, and say, we're going to look into this. The spokesperson says, we'll get back in touch with you. And Hillary says, how can you get back in touch with me? You don't even have my contact information. This is the way they downplay people and bypass because they do not like it when people uh, uh, call them out for things that are really happening. And the governor knows that as long as it's not on record, it doesn't go back to him and hurt his political uh, future to run for president of the United States. Yeah. He does not feel about he does not care about people being killed in these guardianships. He does not care about the people being kidnapped from other states and brought into uh, the state of Florida. As long as he uh, feeds his family and makes millions of dollars off of these pharmaceutical companies that's helping do this in these guardianships, that's all he cares about. Well, well, yeah, that Ron yeah, DeSantos, like, his name, like, wasn't there some, like, GOP convention, and he was some big speaker, and they're grooming him to run for president? I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, let me talk for a second, mm-hmm. okay? They're okay. grooming him. He's the kind of fellow that's like, he, he boasts about, 
bring the facts on to me. People can't bring the facts. They need to just be quiet about it. Well, here I am, Rhonda Santos. I want to bring the facts to you, but you won't let me bring the facts to you. You know, wow. you want to conceal it. While you, as long as you can conceal the corruption, harming and killing people, you know, it's all good and dandy as long as the facts is present. And that's how he conceals it, by not allowing the public to have meetings with him. Now, I understand you have to go through this process, screening and stuff, to get to meet with the governor. I'm no threat to the governor. I'm trying to expose these victims, these guardianship victims that doesn't have a voice. We are their voice to say this is what's happening to these victims. They're being murdered, organ harvest, terrible torture. Don't you care? You're running the state. Aren't you responsible yeah. for these victims? He doesn't want it on court of record yeah. so he can conceal it. He can walk away. He turns his back because you know why? He can't face the truth. That's why he can't look you in the eye because he knows the truth about these guardianships. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, is this like anybody like Gats who came out, you know, and was demanding this hearing, which I, I realized was a publicity stunt on his part. But it, what he was demanding was so dangerous to the Senate that they come out with all these charges and just rake this guy over the coals. But when you're, uh, you become involved out in D.C., what you figure out very quickly is, is, you know, George Carlin said, it's one big party and you ain't invited. As somebody who lives there said to me, the division is not what you think. The division is if they call themselves a Republican, they're into gays and children. And if they call themselves a Democrat, they're into prostitutes and children. But they constantly gather information on each other, uh, setting each other, human compromise, getting the goods on one another. So if you come out with something like Gads did that they absolutely don't want to go anywhere near, then they come public with all these charges of you did this and we heard you did that and and they get the goods on each other to blackmail each other with continually and it happens at the state level also and um every time you see somebody get busted you know for prostitution or you know whatever else you know dealing with prostitutes or pedophilia and i've always noted as a friend of mine said have you ever noticed how republicans conservatives and god and pedophiles are all list always listed in the same sentence <laughs> and i had to laugh because it, it is kind of true and but it's just uh you know aps which i think is a clear prison danger to any elderly person in this country mm-hmm. it was modeled on cps and CBS, yeah. it was, uh, you know, enacted uh, Dole, Senator Dole has put that in place, created that agency, but it became so lucrative so fast that they then developed APS, to, and it's modeled on CPS, and it operates the same way. It's a moneymaker, and they are buying and selling people, not only children, but adults, and it, I, I don't know what to do. You know, they... They keep talking about terrorists and this and that, and it's all a diversion because the biggest terrorism in this country comes from our own government, even if it's a terrorism Amen. by virtuous silence. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's, even if it's, it's terrorism by silence. And they know all of this stuff as a whistleblower, and they've had many I, – I do a regular whistleblower show uh, with many of the victims of whistleblowing from federal agencies – And, you know, what I keep telling people is, as a taxpayer, you're paying for all of this. You're paying for the abuse, the fraud, 
whatever the waste, whatever happened, you're paying for that. Yeah. And whoever committed it, if they need an attorney, you pay for that attorney. And if they get fined or otherwise penalized, you pay that also. Um, they don't, they're not on the hook for anything. And if you're uh, at the head of an agency, then you get to step down and resign and keep all your federal benefits. If you got fired, of course, yeah. you forfeit those. So you resign, you get to keep everything and walk away. And you're never charged with anything. And it, But the, my point is, as taxpayers, the public, we are paying for all of this. For well, all yeah. of the, the corruption. Go ahead. I learned, I discovered when I was uh, filing complaints against these judges that were committing these federal crimes, I noticed that they started filing uh, for their retirements, and the governor, Ron DeSantis, started to give them executive orders that they can return. I couldn't understand. They're not getting indictments, but they're allowing them to return. I discovered as long as they allow them to retire from the, the government, there's not going to be no investigation. Because it stopped right, right now because it's no longer – well, I didn't understand what was happening. And then as I had filed my complaint, I realized when I filed with the Federal Bureau of Investigation, all these people that I had requested liens to put on, they all have liquidated their estates that's in my complaint. So I know yep. they're not working for me. They're working for these other people that committed these crimes. I can't imagine that if I would have committed a crime – They'd have put me in prison already, and they'd have made sure I was all over the news. And I have to record everywhere yes. I go now, Marty, because I'm scared. I'm scared of the retaliation because they're they're yes. uh, the stalking at night. Four or five men at my house every night stalking me, threatening me to shut my mouth about these senators and judges in Florida uh, and what they're doing in these guardianships. We've been trying to get the media to cover this story. We've been asking for witness protection because I'm not going to give out names of who's doing this unless I get witness protection, you know? Yeah, there you go. And there again, we're paying for those people to stalk you. They're being paid yeah. by us. You know, this makes me <clears throat> up there in Minnesota here two years ago, um, Health and Human Services got nailed for 26,000 nursing home complaints that uh, had never been investigated. And the head of Health and Human Services first said, oh, it's because we got an old computer system. Well, it turned out that wasn't true. And so they, he just suddenly resigned so he could keep all his benefits, walked off into the sunset. We get a new Health and Human Services director. Within a couple of very short months, he claims that he has cleaned up 16 or 17,000 of these cases. And I said to someone, well, yeah, you know how he did. He went through the nursing home files, and they had to send him copies of the death certificates of everybody that died. Minnesota has an abatement clause. You can have a lawsuit about neglect or abuse in a nursing home, but if the victim of that neglect or abuse dies, the case is dead. Can't go any further. And I know, it's I said, So that's all he pulled. Yeah, I said he just pulled death certificates, that's all. And yeah. another thing I, I just learned that say they you do a whistleblower or you file a RICO, say somebody files a RICO against a public official for or organization. If the police can build a case, fraudulent case against you and build felony counts, that goes out. That should be allowed, but they will dismiss your even though you have proved to the FBI crimes were committed, they dismiss it. Same goes for a whistleblower. Yeah. If they get you on a felony charge and it clearly states that have you been charged of a crime? Are you in a proceeding? 
if you are, guess what? All the evidence you provided to them, all the, uh, yeah, it goes straight out the window. They use it, and the state agencies uses it, gets the money. You don't get nothing, but the agency gets it. So what you have to do is you have to say yep. you're the original notice, and they can't get nothing. Make sure they don't get anything. Wow. But if you don't yeah. put that in your complaint that you was the original one that gave the notice prior before you contacted the FBI with the evidence, they get the money. And it doesn't go to their agency. It wow. goes to those agents that give them the money. Yes. And they could be making lots yeah. of money off of people suffering in these guardianships, narcotics, yep. and these whistleblowers. Like, like I say, they've commodified us, and we're all for sale. Uh, in one level or another, alive or dead, they're commodifying. We got to do something about and it. I, uh, yes. We got to yep. all put our brains together and do something about it because, I mean, we keep talking about this, but after I told you what they've done now, it should scare the living H E L L L everyone. DCM mm-hmm. yep. now taking over the guardianship industrial, which. Senator Kathleen Peston already proved that they are an organized crime ring in the United States. Wow. And they're it running just... the guardianship business now. Oh, great. Um, Isn't that great? It just, I, I don't know. I don't know where we're going to go from here. Uh, we keep trying to work. We get so much uh, interference from what cause likes to call the glory hogs. Um, yeah. So, and you know, every, we have to keep everything we do quiet, and we have to be very careful of what gets out to the public because we don't want our cases interfered with. And, um, you know, it's not that we don't want to talk about them. We do, but we just can't <laughs> tolerate this interference that goes on. And then the case collapses behind because somebody is tooting their own horn and making claims about how important they are when they really aren't. And you know, I, I don't know, but we, we keep trying, Peggy. Yeah. We went on your show but, tonight, um, you know, about the whistleblower uh-huh. because of the retaliation that we're getting to let people know what's happening, that when you report these terrible crimes and these guardianships as a whistleblower, this is what will happen to you. And what you need to do is protect yourself, yep. contact local law enforcement, report the incidents into them, uh, Ask them what the laws are in your state to carry firearms to protect yourself. Because these people, if they will kill Senator Nancy Schaefer, they'll kill anybody. They do not yeah, want to be they'll kill you. that they'll kill yeah. yep. me or anybody else. So that's why we came on the night. The attorney thought it was very important for me to talk about this, a little bit about my case and yeah. the whistleblowers and the other two victims' case because we need witness protection. Because these people yes. in Florida do not want their names exposed like um, the other victims that was trying to expose the human sex trafficking ring. He ended up dead. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it, 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 I'm always amazed in these cases that people that supposedly commit suicide by shooting themselves in the back of the head five or six times. Um, mm. You know, it just... They fly off the tops of buildings for no apparent reason. Their car gets run off the road into a ravine, you know, but they, I, I don't know. I've heard it all over all these years. And um, uh, it just, who we're in trouble. But uh, I've only got a couple minutes left here. Peggy, thank you for coming on, especially on such yeah, short notice. Thank you. And hey, for all of the information. 
Yeah. And we'll be doing this again, too, because we're going to want to catch up with you. Uh, Like I say, I'll Mm -hmm. be gone all this next week. I got to. This is going to be a hard doing this. Um, But uh, we'll be back the week after. Okay. And Peggy, in between, keep me posted on what's happening with you. And uh, if you need airtime, I'll work out something. So we'll appreciate uh, it. We'll get you on. Our attorneys are trying to get us to Washington, D.C. because this is critical. This is a nationwide security issue. It doesn't just affect our case. It affects the national security issues, the guardianship. And they they are demanding (laughs) that we be heard in hearings because what we have provided the Federal Bureau of Investigation, they have the evidence that we've already supported the facts of the FBI. So we're hoping that they will start helping us. And before we end up being killed by these uh, criminals. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. This is a life situation. Oh, I believe situation. they kill people. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. Well, we're down to the end here again, Peggy. Thank you so much for coming on. Cause thank you for being here and for the off report. Oh. Thank you. And, and just a reminder, thank everyone, you. these shows are brought to you in coordination with Marcel Reed and the Whistleblower Summit. We'll be there again this year with our panel on guardianship abuse, and we'll be talking about your case, Kate, Peggy, if it's okay. And to everybody, uh, take the next week off because basically I gave everybody else the week off so I can go take care of business. Marty, and, um, I'll we'll be, be back. You more pictures. Yes. I'll be sending you more pictures of okay. the stalkers, live events of what they're doing. Okay. That sounds good. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for tuning in. We had a packed house. I'm glad to see that. And um, Australia checked in. They were listening, several of them. So um, we're we're getting the word out slowly but surely. Everybody have, and we'll see you in a week. Good night, everyone. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Bye.